Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. All right, good to have you with us. Hour number three right here on a Monday afternoon, Victory Monday, and a Motown Monday in the nation's capital and beyond via the Odyssey app. Once again, thanks to Jay Gruden. Some excellent insight there. If you missed it, hit the Rewind feature on the Odyssey app, Team 980, or we'll have it isolated in podcast for you shortly. Um, and as well, each and every hour, and of course, interview uh, Matt pulls out and easy to find uh, and all that. If you missed uh, our spot with Tyler Columbus from Friday, if you missed Tony Gonzalez about a week ago, um, if you missed Jay Gruden each and every Monday, there you go. Uh, easy to find. We're awaiting Ron Rivera uh, out in Ashburn to meet with the media uh, via Zoom um, because everybody was traveling back and, you know, with Denver being so far and um, the writers and reporters don't get out like the team does, the team obviously leaves, you know, the stadium an hour or so after the game, and they're in the air probably two hours, two hours and 15 minutes or so after the game. So they, of course, you know, leave not right away, uh, but they got back two-ish, whatever, some some odd this morning. Um, and then, you know, usually on a night like that, you know, after a night game or after a long road trip back from the West Coast, or in this case, the Mountain Time Zone, usually the coaches don't even bother going home. I mean, sometimes they do. <laughs> Go home for a two-hour cat nap, and then they come right back. Some coaches just go right to their office and start watching film. You know, they'll sleep on the plane, whatever it might be. Uh, I guess it just kind of depends on who you are and what you do and how you kind of do your work. So we will await... Ron Rivera, as soon as uh, we get that going via Zoom, uh, we will bring that to you right here and right now on the Team 980. Um, uh, not right now, but uh, you get the point. Um, real quickly, before we go back to the calls, late in the game, uh, so I guess Sean uh, was talking about the play right before uh, the Hail Mary uh, that we were talking about with Sutton. I thought that was... I thought that was... Earlier, as I was trying to describe it, um, so maybe I screwed up there. Uh, but again, as it turned out, again, Jay can't challenge uh, Jay. Ron can't challenge that anyway because there was another. There was another. You know what it was? There was another completion to Sutton. That's where I was screwing it up for plus thirteen with forty-two seconds left earlier in that drive. One play that you know I know Kevin mentioned and certainly jumped out live when I was watching the game. Cam Curl dragging down Russell Wilson inbounds. Wilson gets a first down because I think it was a third down play. And he does get the first down, but Cam gets him before Russell Wilson can go out of bounds and therefore stop the clock. Again, that is, you know, I don't know if we should be running around going, oh my God, that's such a smart play. That's just, you know, Cam being Cam. Like Cam's played now three plus years. He is a smart dude. That's one of the things that I first remember Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera saying about him when he was a seventh-round rookie out of Arkansas is how instinctual he was, how smart he was, how uh, you know football IQ he was. And there has been nothing, nothing that has shown us anything otherwise, right? So, I, But I don't know 
if we should be like, oh, look at how smart he is because he dragged down, you know, he's trying to make a tackle. He's trying to make a play. But just the fact that he has the ability and maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's the mental calculation to say, I've got to bring Russell Wilson down inbounds as opposed to when he's already out of bounds, which would be, oh, by the way, a late hit, is smart, yes, but also I think just what a football player does if you're paying attention. Again, you don't want to tackle him out of bounds. I guess you could have pushed him out of bounds. All right, Ron Rivera uh, is meeting with the media. Why don't we go to Ashburn and bring that to you right here, right now. All right, Rivera will be with us in a sec. Matt, you'll give me the go-ahead. They're doing this via Zoom, so there's a little... Okay, they are still... Here it is. uh, We did very well. Well, what would you like to know specifically, though, Sam? I mean, it's a very broad question. Um, what about? Sorry, go ahead. Go, no, so go ahead. To, that's what I'm looking for. Is what specifically would, would you? What part of the ball? What position? Yeah, on offense and in particular with Sam, that, that'd be what I'd be curious about. Um, I thought Sam handled some things very well. You know, there were some really good opportunities we had. Um, he made some real good decisions early in the game. We moved the ball. Um, Unfortunately, we weren't consistent that we needed to be, uh, whether it was we dropped the ball, uh, whether it was um, we missed a block or we got a penalty. And, and, and you know, and then we missed a kick. That was disappointing. Uh, I mean, at worst, at one point, we should have, you know, we should have been down uh, eight. It should have been 14-6, you know, something like that. Uh, but there, everything that happened, everything that we did wrong is easily corrected. And that's one of the things that, that we've got to do. Uh, as far as Sam was concerned, as I said, he did some really good things early on. Um, a couple of mistakes. Um, you know, I'd like to see him. You know, he could have gotten rid of the ball sooner. But in the second half, that's the things that we saw that were really positive. You know, was that you saw him make that decision to throw the ball away. You saw him make the decision to be, you know, very – forward in terms of just tucking it, running and sliding, you know, doing those things are starting to, sh- you know, show us the growth that we're looking for in his decision making. Um, that's always good to see. Um, and he threw some really good balls. I mean, the touchdown he threw to Logan was was about as good as it could be. Um, the touchdown throw he threw to Terry was as good as it could be. I mean, those are the things that, that you see because now he's anticipating um, he's throwing people to, to the ball in terms of, you know, the one he threw to Terry. You could almost say he helped t- throw Terry open into the area um, that he needed to be. And, of course, it was a hell of a catch. I mean, both his and Logan's were, were terrific touchdown catches. Hey, Ron, with, along with that, that you talk about the touchdown passes by Sam and the, the anticipation of that, how much of that is a mindset, too, that a guy has to have? Is that – is that part of what it is, or is that as much a growth thing? I think it's both. I, I, I think, think both. the guy's mindset has to tell him that he can go ahead and he can make those plays. And, 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 and then his, his, his ability to anticipate, to see where the, the defender is. I mean, he obviously saw that Terry was, was, was in position to run by these guys, and if he laid it out, Terry would go get it, and that's exactly what I thought happened with Terry's. As far as Logan's was concerned, the one that I saw was, uh, you know, to me, he saw that there was there, there was a, a separation between the two defenders, um, and so the ball was thrown in front to lead him just into position to catch it, um, and then unfortunately, you know, the the, the guy took a shot. Um, but again, it was a, a well thrown ball, a well timed ball, and I thought the anticipation on that was very good as well. And then with Brian Robinson, because you had said that he had some low points, I guess, earlier in the game. It looked like a couple times where, where there was, you know, running into the back of alignment for whatever reason. What was going on early that maybe changed late? I think he, he, he you know, one of the things that they've been working on with him is, is really been just being patient, being patient, being patient. And, you know, sometimes being patient means to study your feet and, and you can get a little anxious. And, and instead of, you know, waiting for that crease or, or anticipating that crease developing – 
you know, he hits it where he probably didn't need to. And I think as he settled in and, and you saw it later on, he had a couple of really nice runs and you could see him be patient and then hit it. And as he hit it, you could see the separation between the blockers and the creases were there. And, and, and part of that was not just his frustration with himself, but, you know, up front, you know, we've got to be consistent as well to give our backs an opportunity to be successful. Brian, I know you were very anxious to watch the tape on Chase Young. Uh, what did you see from Chase? Did he have his explosiveness? And did he remind you of the Chase Young you've known uh, from his rookie year? Um, Scott, to your point, he, he did remind me a lot of the things from his rookie year. You know, first of all, he was so excited to get back out on the field. We had to really kind of try to temp him the best we could. A couple times he popped out there, you know, when, when he, it wasn't his time to rotate in. And, but, but, you know, we tried to maintain that with him as good as we can. Um, secondly, I, I thought he did show his explosiveness. There were some, some times where you saw him just flat out win on his own and the quarterback just barely get the ball out on time. Um, and then you saw his persistence in terms of, 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 you know, countering, coming back underneath, and then getting his first sack. That was good to see. Um, and then there were a couple times, especially in the red zone when we needed him, him and Montez came through together where they, they met at the quarterback. That was a lot of fun. Um, so you're starting to see him get back into it. Um, I think he's got to work a little bit on his communications with the tackle that he's rushing with so that, you know, again, hey, I'm going to – I'm going to go up and under, or I'm coming inside, you know, cover me and those types of things. So they, they've got, he's got a little work to do. Um, but uh, it's great to see because he is, he is in, first of all, he's in great shape. He kept himself in great shape. He worked at, at his craft while, you know, while he was waiting for his opportunity. And so right now his, his return to play is, 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 isn't going to be one of those where you just keep waiting for it to come. I think he's where he needs to be. And he'll just keep getting better, I believe, in, in, in terms of his, his performance and his working with his teammates. And Ron, from an outsider's perspective, it seems like there's a genuine flood of optimism right now and energy and excitement from this fan base. Do you feel that? And how does that maybe positively impact those players in the locker room? Well, first of all, just, you know, at, at the end of the game, just hearing our crowd get in, you know, our fans that showed up get behind us. You know, that was a nice little shot in the arm, a little boost. Um, and the guys do feel it. Um, you know, to me, I also kind of thought, you know, the, the resilience we showed, um, you know, in scoring the touchdown, getting the two-point conversion, then kicking the field goal and coming off on the side, um, the fans that were there, you know, the, 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 the Washington Commander fans, I could hear them over the, the Bronco fans, as we were jog, you know, jogging in, you could hear them saying, hey, you got it on, you know, you're just, you're just, you know, touchdown down. Hey, you wait to come back, keep it going. And you could hear it. You could hear it in, 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 in Denver Stadium. I mean, that was, that to me was really telling, um, you know, that we had some great support there as well. Hey, Ron, with your face, how important was it for him to just match that sack total that he had in 2021 to, to get that out of the way, just – I think I, I, I really do, man. I, I think it was very important. I think it was it was kind of probably on his mind. And, and once he got it and got that sack out of the way, his first play, now there's no pressure. There's no expectation or anticipation. Now he just goes out and plays. And that's what I thought he did in the second half. Um, you know, and, and, and it, it's, it's one of those things that you want to be able to finish. And he did. He did on the on, on his first opportunity out there, um, playing this this past weekend to finish. And you know, walk away with one and a half sacks. That was that, that was pretty damn good for him. I, and I'm I'm very happy because of, of the amount of work he has put into it, how hard he worked in this off season, um, how diligent he was doing the things that was being asked of him. Th th this is you know things bode very well for him in my opinion. And you guys are bringing in some long snappers on Tuesday. What'd you make of the? Cheese's botch snap, and how many guys are you actually bringing in? Well, um, the the biggest thing, more than anything else, was that a little disappointed in the very first snap. Um, and it's crazy because you go back and look at the rest of his snaps, and, and, and they were pretty damn good. And, you know, but this is something we have to do because it can't happen every week because it could cost you a game. It really could have. I mean, um, you know, part of it is is, is you don't want it to, 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 to affect anybody else. And if if we look at it that, hey, we need to have an insurance policy, um, if we need to do something, 
Uh, we're going to do it because it, it's what's best for this football team, and that's what we're looking at. We've talked about some options. Um, one of the options is we're going to have a little, uh, we're going to have a little in, information gathering tomorrow. We're going to bring in an, uh, a few players, give them an opportunity to show us what they're capable of, and we'll take a look and go from there. Good time for two more. With Cheeseman, he was so consistent last year. Yeah. What what changed this year? Um, to be quite honest, it, it's just his his inconsistency. Um, which seems to just show up once in a while. And the thing we can't have is we can't have it show up because the last thing you want is to, to, to have it cost you a point or two or three that could be the difference in a football game. And, and that's something that we have to be prepared to protect ourselves against. And as I said, because of that, we had conversations and, you know, we're, we're going to decide on some things and go forward. But, you know, again, it, we're going to do what we really believe is best. And last one. With Chase, um, you mentioned the communications with the tackles, and then I know you've mentioned in the past about the line for the line as a whole not freelancing. How does that – does that just come with reps and practice and time together? Um, I, it does, Nikki. I think it, it is because, you know, you, you do get reps. You get to work to each, with each other. You communicate. Um, it's also – and, and um, Jack does a great job, you know, him and – him and the uh, assistant coaches on, on defense do a great job in communicating how certain types of rushes are, are, are incorporated in some of the coverages, understanding what the coverages are for, being alert and understanding down and distance, you know, um, recognizing formation and communicating, hey, this is an empty set. Hey, this is a mobile quarterback. You know, you've got the A gap. You've got to be alert for that. You know, I mean, that's all part of what they have to continue to work on and continue to communicate as the game progresses. And the only way you do it is getting those types of reps. You know, for the most part, Chase hadn't gotten any, any of the um, padded practice reps for a while. Last week was the first time he got it, and, and he really showed us that, you know, there were some really good things that he was doing. Um, come Wednesday, you know, we, we expect him to, to, to have some real good practice reps, uh, communicate really well with one another, and, and then um, – you know, continue to build up his confidence and develop that rapport you need to, to be able to work with. doesn't matter which tackle's in the game or which end's in the game or which linebacker. You just know you're ready to work with everybody. All right, that is Ron Rivera out in Ashburn meeting with reporters via uh, Zoom. So that's why you heard some of the audio kind of difference between Ron uh, and the reporters because they're not with Ron in the press conference room uh, as normal. So as far as the long snappers that are coming to work out, uh, John Keim reported earlier um, about an hour ago, didn't see this until now, uh, Tucker Addington is one of them, uh, and Jake McQuaid, Nikki Javala of The Post, uh, has him coming in. I know nothing about either one of those two guys, but uh, good luck. It doesn't seem like that they're absolutely going to make a move. But maybe get one of those guys in, and if one of them blows them away, maybe they make a move. But more like, okay, we have this data. We have you on speed dial. We might need you quicker. You know, hopefully we don't need you kind of thing. So we'll see. See where we go. Uh, with that. All right, 301-230-0980. I see all you guys on hold. We'll take the quick time out here, get back on track. Uh, we'll get Paulie, we'll get David, we'll get Rudy, we'll get you uh, at 301-230-0980. Dumb Dumb of the Day still before 4 o'clock. And Greg Hoffman uh, at that point on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer. Elle King, Christina Perry, 
at the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's leading ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. All right, you just heard from Ron Rivera. We'll get right out to your calls. Uh, Matt, you know what today is also, besides Victory Monday and a Motown Monday right here on the radio? Um, September the 18th. Is it the last day in your 40s? Yes. Last couple hours in your 40s? Yes, unfortunately. Um, But nope, that's not the right answer. It is National Cheeseburger Day. That's a good holiday. Yeah. Is are there anybody uh, now? I had an outstanding cheeseburger on Saturday night that I made up. Ooh, it was so good. I know we uh, mess with him and talk about it, but given that it's National Cheeseburger Day, I'm surprised that Little didn't make any mention of it. That is a good point. That is a good point. Um, but to celebrate, Wendy's apparently is selling its bacon cheeseburgers for one cent. One cent. I'm sorry, come again? Uh, Yeah, one cent. Bacon cheeseburgers. Now, uh, available only with a purchase uh, on the fast food uh, chain's rewards app or on the website, uh, according to the New York Post. Wendy's confirmed that. Um, So you get a one cent bacon cheeseburger if, I guess, you use the app or if you order on their website or what have you. Um, Mc. McDonald's uh, is doing something as well. I saw Chili's last night um, is doing uh, something uh, with uh, National Cheeseburger Day. I'm just trying to find uh, that. McDonald's is doing a uh, double cheeseburgers for 50 cents when orders uh, when customers order exclusively through the McDonald's app. Burger King um, will yeah because. There is something you said that it was one cent for a bacon cheeseburger from, from Wendy's, Wendy's yeah. with an equi- with, an with a purchase. accompanying purchase, and you have to go through the app or on their website. Now you said something that's even more dangerous. Oh, what's that? McDonald's. You added an S, which means for fifty cents you can buy multiple burgers. Um, or is it just a? It just buy says one double with- cheeseburgers for fifty cents. See, that's that's scary. Right. So so that means as long as you order through the McDonald's app, you can get I mean, 10 double cheeseburgers now, for 5 bucks. Nowadays, when you order a meal at McDonald's, it costs about 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. So instead, you can just get 20 double cheeseburgers. There you go. Burger King, uh, a uh, free cheeseburger if you have spent $1 or more on their uh, Perks membership, whatever that is. Uh, Carl's Jr., half-off double cheeseburgers all day today. Uh, Applebee's. Uh, cheeseburger and fries meal for nine dollars, uh, which I guess would normally cost you, you know, fourteen, fifteen, whatever. Uh, at Applebee's, Applebee's, uh, and um, mm, that's about it from the story that I see. So go get yourself a cheeseburger. All right, let's go to um, let's go to Rudy in Glen Burnie. What's up, Rudy? Hey. How are you? Hey, hey, Chris, long time, man. How are Look, you, Rudy? I still acknowledge you, though. I still acknowledge you. Yeah, I'm good. Look, I appreciate I have two that. Things, <laughs> I have two things about the game yesterday. Yes. One, it proves that we do have a real quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, with all that pressure he was getting yesterday, Wentz would have cracked like oh. <laughs> he would have oh. cracked quickly. Oh, yeah. You know, and wouldn't have been able to come back yeah. from it, you know. Wouldn't have been able to come back. So we do have a, a, a viable quarterback. And when Chase first came out, Chase Young uh, first came out, you know, he was overrunning the quarterback. He wasn't in cohesiveness with the rest of the, the defensive line. So they was just pushing him to the side. Yep. And uh, their quarterback would just, you know, that's how they got so many points. Well, that also happened once late, too, that I saw. uh, And it's going to happen from Mm -hmm. time to time. But I think Ron just kind of addressed it, right? You know, it's like 
I mean, he hadn't played a lot, right? So, it, I mean, we know he yeah, had some scheme right. issues and some gap control issues before he got hurt. Now you don't play for almost mm-hmm. two years. There's going to be some of that. What um, I can live with some of that as long as it dissipates. Um, and, and right. you know, what, what I don't want to see is the penalties. He had two costly penalties. Oh, yeah, 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 that's true. All right, thanks for taking my call, right. Chris. Thank I, you, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, I appreciate you hanging in there, and uh, thanks for the call. All right, let's go to Polly. What's up, Polly? Hail to the W, man. Victory Monday. Victory Monday. Rufio, what's good? Hail to the Victory you know Monday, I mean? Polly. How Matt, are you? What's going on, Matt? What's going on? Not too much. How you doing, Polly? I'm doing well, man. Hey, look. Oh, man. The piggy bank, the piggyback off the other callers, man. I'm surprised Sabal didn't emphasize the point that Sam Howell wouldn't be as successful as he is if it wasn't for Taylor Heineke. Well, she's co- she's coming up, so she's gonna have her set. Oh man, listen, man, good game, man. Well, hey, that when I first was watching that game, the first thing I thought was, this is Detroit game last year all over again. You know what I mean? But we actually, once we got back, into uh, the game, yeah, that's a good, uh, that's a good comp. That's a that yeah, that that that's I a good that, comp. I had that feeling. Yeah. But but once we actually get back got back into the game, we actually got control of the game. You know what I mean? And and I say this I say this word a lot and I see us developing this intestinal fortitude. That's what that was yesterday. Intestinal fortitude. And it comes from the top. All we said about no matter no matter how inconsistent this team was, that this team played hard for four quarters. Mm-hmm. So now we're actually playing hard for four quarters, but not just playing hard, but executing also. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. To the end of the game. And it would have been real easy for Sam Howe to to feel the pressure. I won't say hang his head, but feel the pressure and try to force things. But he didn't. And, and neither did Eric the enemy. And I think those two are developing a good uh, rapport with each other where you, know, you heard the announcer say they stuck with the game plan, you know, and, and man, you, know, you got to tip your hat to Howell, man, because he made some good throws, and and it's not just making the throws. Like you can see the confidence that he has when he's playing, when he's making these throws. You don't see hesitation. You don't see him second guessing himself. You see, he, he goes back there, he pulls the cord, and he let it go. You know what I mean? So. I, I'm not gonna sit here and say, "Oh, we find our quarterback. We got him. We got him." No, right. but I like what I'm seeing so far. There are you know some I mean? good indi- there are some good indications that they've got a there long-term go. starter. There you go. Offensive line played better, but still shaky. Charles Leno was on skates most mm. of the game. Um, Wally played better. I give Wally credit. He played better. He's still getting beat to the inside, which you can't do as a tackle, but. For, for if I had to grade Wally for this game, I would give him a C plus, a B minus. He played better. I I killed them all last week. I gotta give him some type of credit when he when he plays okay. Hey, my dog out there is Nick Gates, man. They, they must be they feeding Nick Gates gunpowder before the game because because he's most definitely is the leader on that offensive line. Oh, there is you know yeah, there's I mean? no doubt about that. He's got the most. Um... You know, we've we've seen this all throughout training camp. I mean, I've said it a million times. I mean, I mean, he's a sweetheart of a guy. He was so good to my kid. I can't thank him enough. But I mean, he's got a he's got a feisty temper. I think it's all in the right direction, meaning supporting, you know, defending his teammates, all that. Not just not being a hothead, somebody who's going to take a reckless penalty for no reason. The problem is, is it often is like. You know, after that Kareem Jackson hit yesterday, you saw him right in the middle of it. And, you know, let's be honest. You don't have to be the instigator. You don't have to be the guy that first does it. It's the guy that gets caught. That's not the instigator, man. That's that's standing up for your guys. No, no, no. I understand that. I'm not saying – I'm not – Just like you did the week before with Sam Howell. You know what I mean? And and give Cam um, Curl all that credit, bro. Because, you know, they said that in in the huddle. Like, look, they ain't got no timeouts. Keep these dudes in, in bound. Let's keep that clock running. That was a smart heads-up play. Because if he wasn't thinking like that, it would have been really easy for him to let up and just let, you know, uh, um, Wilson run out of bounds. Yeah. So, no, let's give him that credit for that, man. All right. Let's okay. give him that credit. I'm not against and, it. And one, one other thing I want to say, it's good to see 
these number one picks actually flourishing and playing like number one picks. You can name them all. Name them all. So from the four guys on the line, to Jamin Davis, to Forbes, that's another thing. Forbes and Butler, they gave up some big plays earlier. But you know what? That's what happens when you play young players. They got to learn. Same thing with how. You know, these young players are going to make mistakes. We just got to we just gotta live with it and hope that they learn from it and, 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 and can and, and turn the page to the next play as we see them, see them do yesterday and, and make big plays for their team. So it's good to see these draft picks especially these high draft picks actually coming out and, and playing like the, uh, in the positions they're being drafted. Yeah, taking and over games. Man, yeah. Cheeseman, man. Ron, Ron, you, you bring it in, Lawson, just tell the man to go back to his previous style of snapping the damn ball. This is ridiculous with this, man. Tell him to go back to the way he was doing it last year. I don't have I, no problem I, with Yeah, I don't that. know why they messed with what wasn't broken at all. I mean, exactly, Cheese was fun. You know, Cheese was fine. Maybe he had one bad snap. Over his first two years, I, mean, I, I have no idea I mean, what they're nobody's doing. Nobody's perfect, man. Yeah. Ninety-nine, I'll take ninety-nine out of hundred. Yeah. all day long, as long as it's not that one that really matters. You know I hear I mean? you. All right, Paul. I got to. I I got to run. Thank you. I appreciate. There you go. More coming up, and more of your calls. We see David, Doctor Sabah, and Roberto. We'll try and get to everybody. Plus, dum dum of the day. A little spat leading to our dum dum of the day between two high profile. Athletes, uh, athlete, uh, an athlete and a media personality will let you know uh, what that is all about. But a quick trending alert right here, right now. All right, the Chiefs won in Jacksonville yesterday. Patrick Mahomes still not cooking really, but he is cooking in his bank account. The Kansas City Chiefs and Mahomes uh, announcing a restructure to his contract, giving him $210 million over the next couple of years, the most money in NFL history over a four-season span, and his compensation for those years is now fully guaranteed, according to uh, the uh, agent for the quarterback uh, who told that to Adam Schefter of ESPN. Meanwhile, two Monday night games coming up for you tonight to round out week two. It's New Orleans at 1-0, Carolina at 0-1, 7-15, the kickoff there from Charlotte. And right here on the Team 980, starting at 7.30 pregame coverage, we'll have Cleveland and Baltimore kick right around 8.15 from Pittsburgh as the Steelers try and avoid going Oh, and to add home and the Nats back home after winning in Milwaukee yesterday, they'll host the White Sox 705 over on 106.7 The Fan, and that's what's trending. All right, Matt just brought up a good point that uh, I really didn't think of, and that's my fault. But it's a good point. We should bring it up. After Mims, the second-round pick out of Oklahoma for Peyton and the Broncos, lit up the Commanders on a 60-yard touchdown pass uh, on the busted coverage off the blitz off the corner side, and that left Percy Butler on an island uh, there, and boy, did he ever get torched. Uh, But again, looked like there was some confusion on the call, the play, whatever. Uh, and Mims also had a 55-yard reception, uh, 58-yard reception, should say. That is, again, a 60-yard touchdown and a 58-yard reception. No, fifth, uh, no, I'm sorry. 53 um, yards, 53 yards. That, that's my fault. He had two catches for that amount of damage. Matt came in just a second ago and 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 said, you know how many targets Mims had the rest of the way? Big old goose egg. None. That's crazy, right? Oh. No tar never mind no catches. No targets. And I need to go back and look at the film to see if it was our safeties that got more I don't know. on Mims, and yeah. that's why he just never was open for the yeah. rest of the game. But it seems wild to not even try, right. especially down the back when they are down right we're not seeing the long passes he's not in stride trying to go deep like it's all of those aspects where i'm sitting here as a commander's fan very thankful to the fact that they did not stick with the deep ball Mm -hmm. big gash plays because that's where we were most 
most vulnerable. Yeah. And no that's where they sliced us in the beginning. And pass rush, obviously, improving helps. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Having having Chase be more effective and having Deron Payne have the night that or the day that yeah. he had. It's just helps. A, it's just astonishing that you can't never mind the deep stuff that you can't figure out a way to get a target anywhere, anytime, the rest of the game, even on a smoke or a screen or something. You know, just something. That's Weird. Now that could be on Sean Payton. And they did have all sorts of clock issues. Some time they wasted some timeouts. They had trouble getting plays in. Uh they uh, you know, of, of course took a couple of late set. I mean, you know, Payton talked about that. And I talked to, you know, somebody in Denver uh last night and mm, you know, I mean, that's the typical stuff you do not see between a very veteran head coach and a very veteran quarterback. But remember, they are still working on a new system, new terminology, new, you know, everything. And now they're 0-2 at home. All right, let's get back to the calls uh, and talk to David in Alexandria, uh, who's been patiently waiting. What's up, David? How are you? Chris, fine. How are you? I'd like to uh, uh, say hello to Dr. Sabah, who I believe is coming up. She is. And uh, offer my regards. Her daughter is a varsity athlete at WNL, Washington League. Yes. uh, In Lexington, Virginia. Uh, I was a WNL football player. Oh, nice. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. But it's a beautiful school and a wonderful education. So compliments to her. There you go. She is a very, 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 very dedicated mom. That's for damn sure. So regards to the game, uh, in clock management, um, we really, I think, made mistakes. In the fourth quarter, we're up by four driving. We're either going to go up by seven or up Mm -hmm. by 11 or or kick it back to them up by four. And we snapped the ball with 15 seconds left Mm -hmm. on the game or on the uh, play clock. And and as Coach Sheehan likes to say, (laughs) if you're driving down in the red zone, do you want more plays or less plays? You want more plays. You want more time on the clock. If you're in the lead and you're going to turn the ball back over to your opponent, do you want them to have more time or less time? Mm -hmm. So why would we snap the ball with 15 seconds on the play clock when we're up by four and and going up by 11? It it makes no sense to me. Uh, That's a good point, one that I didn't really hone in on, so I'm not going to be able to, you know, sit here and say, oh, you know, all that. I, I mean, I, you know, I didn't think about that uh, at the time. Certainly that is – I don't know if that's on Sam. I don't know if that's on, um, you know, Biennemi, uh in, in terms of not making it explicitly clear. That I'm not sure of, and obviously Ron wasn't asked about it. So I want to take a better look at that, uh, you know, tonight, uh, if I can, between the two uh, Monday night games and try and hone in on that. But, the, yes, I mean, that would seem like – The whole world is math. Yeah. I teach my kids, my little kids. The whole world is math, okay? And it's just math. And, you know, it just hit me when they're snapping mm-hmm. the ball. Like, why would you do it? When I coach my son in flag football and we're up, I'm telling the offensive play coach, mm-hmm. uh, caller, burn the clock. Right. Run and you're talking clock. specifically you know, on the, on the three, forward. on the three runs uh, that they have, uh, you know, with, with just under two minutes left. Right. Is, is that the series you're talking about? I think it was before that. There might have been like, you know, maybe six or eight minutes. Or, oh, okay. But it's All like, right. why, why? I just remember thinking, if this comes down to the last second, I'm mm. going to lose my stuff. Okay. And sure enough, it did. But, you know, time is time. Burn the clock when yeah. you're up by four, going up by 11. You're Okay, uh, yeah, you're talking about, okay, now I know where you're talking about. The touchdown drive that ended with Robinson uh, running for 15 to end it. Uh, eight plays, 64 yards, 5'11". Listen, I – the only thing the I can – drive, the, but why yeah. snap it with 15 seconds on the play clock? The only thing I can think of, David, is maybe just, you know, again, Sam, a little bit over Eager Beaver. Uh, one, two, um, you know, not wanting to get into a situation where you're draining the clock, draining the clock, and for whatever reason – you know, Denver does something and makes, yeah. you know, some sort of an adjustment, and then all of a sudden you panic a little bit. That's the only thing yeah, I can think of. Out, but You get out of your mojo. Yeah. I get it, but still. Yeah. 
That's a fair point. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank, thank you, David. You. I appreciate it. And uh, good job by you uh, coaching up the little ones. Speaking of Dr. Sabah, she gets a lot of run on this show. What's up, Doc? How are you? Oh, it's been a rough day. But you know what? I was thinking, I just, I feel bad, little upset, little, because I didn't pick us to win. And we were the underdogs, and I wanted us to win. And then I said, I should just give up. And this is not getting fun. I'm getting hatred out there. You know, it's all for fun. You're and, not getting hatred. People love you. On. People love yeah, you. Yeah, Mr. David came on and said such nice words about WNL University yep. and my daughter going there. Yeah. And, and that perked me up. That perked me up. We gave her to go to his parents weekend in a couple of weeks, so maybe I'll bump into Troy Aikman there and give him go. a few words. There you go. And, uh, See, I, I, would, so, uh, I, would, I would say this. You yeah. get a lot of attention. I don't know if you get yeah. hatred. I mean, but along with attention comes good and bad. As I've learned and as I know, right, I mean, mm -hmm. if, if I'm willing to walk a plank and make a polarizing opinion – I got to be willing yeah. to be prepared for criticism. You know, yeah, I got that. But I mean, it's not your fun. job. You get paid for that. Yeah, I'm I know. Just doing I know. this for fun. Oh, so, I, know. I know. Um, so yeah, so yeah. I apologize. All those uh, that uh, said that I didn't pick us to win. I did say if we kicked the field goal, we'd win seventeen sixteen. But I had no clue thirty five points was going to come out. Mm -hmm. It was a pleasant surprise. And as I told Kevin, I'm very happy with Sam. And um, and and if if uh, people are upset that I mentioned the other guy that played last year, that's because the people on the radio, you guys mentioned, particularly Kevin, about we had didn't have this last year or two years we haven't had this. That's mentioning him. So I won't mention if y'all don't mention. That's all I'm saying. And I think that you can like Sam and not sort of diss the other guy at the same time. You can walk and chew gum at the same time, Chris. Well, so, that's that's, that's fair, but I did I you know. I mean I do need to point out I did see on yeah, Twitter last night or X where you were yeah. maybe getting some shrapnel. I don't know what started it, but then all yeah. of a sudden you were like, "Well, you know, people call it YOLO balls for uh yeah, you know, for Taylor Heineke, that but they don't for Sam Howell." And and I think right. I'm I'm sorry, they're completely different throws. They weren't complete. I yeah, can they were. Again, the they pass were. to Terry when he did against Green Bay. And don't see, here we are again arguing. The point is, a great pass is a great pass. Don't keep worrying about who it came from. Right, but a, a, great a great result player. is a great result, but that, not every pass is the same. Would you agree? Well, he had a whole bunch of them that PFF kept calling YOLOs, and you guys just ran with it. No, 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 no. There's no exact same pass to there, a guy double covered. No, no, maybe somebody, like else, maybe somebody else was running with it, but, I, I mean, you know that I was Brent at Hoffman, all of these and games. And Eric Bickle, they're all about it's YOLO ball. Well, okay, but the, I don't get it. You know, but. I mean, you, you know, can't you can't accuse me you Get can't accuse me of what the junkies see and don't see. No, you're right, you're right. That was my apology. I shouldn't have done that. But that's what I'm saying. If it's a great pass, the same pass someone tells me is great. The other people tell me it's interceptable. Another pass someone says you gave your guy a chance. The other people say, Oh my god, he threw in the coverage. Why do you think Terry went to Sam? And Terry said this. I went to him and said, Look, give me a chance. Yeah. Because he remembers the quarterback last year yeah. who did nothing but give him chances. But and I, I, but I would also, like I would cousin. also say but that every, every that a lot. A I would also say that a lot of great throws mm -hmm. in tight windows yeah. are very interceptable. I mean, like if they're just slightly right. off, right? But, but right. I guess, I guess my argument, Sabah, would be this: yeah. I know that table. I, I pointed out earlier. I don't know how long you've been listening. You know, Heineke, week two, 2021, Thursday night football yes. against the Giants, threw a wheel route for 40-some-odd yards to J.D. Yes. McKissick. Great throw. Boom. Next play, Ricky Seals-Jones, back corner of the end zone. Right. Great corner throw. Zone. Tight window. Yes. Week four against Atlanta. I mean, Taylor made some great throws. Taylor also right, made some he throws. Has an NFL arm, unlike what Kevin says. Okay. He does have an NFL arm. But Taylor also made some throws that were very disappointing to me. And I've been honest yes, with you. He I've knew. Been, yeah, he I've been, barely got time okay. to play. But I've been honest with you. So what I, what I'm saying oh. is is I'm comparing what they've had here and saying mm -hmm. for me yesterday those three throws Terry touchdown Logan touchdown and the and the pass on third and thirteen up the right sideline to yeah. Bates all three yeah. of those throws quite honestly I had not maybe I've seen one of those throws I haven't seen three of those throws in a game by any quarterback not just Taylor Heineke okay, well, you know what since Kirk Cousins seen? right we haven't seen an uh, offensive coordinator that comes is so different than Scott Turner, who gives his guy a chance to succeed and doesn't sit on the ball at the end of every half. Well, Jay Gruden says, oh, was the we'll offensive play, play caller for a year and a half after Kirk Cousins left, and and mm -hmm. I don't remember three throws like that in any Jay Gruden game either. 
Maybe I'm forgetting, well, I but th- I think that Kirk Cousins was a very good quarterback. Well, but yeah, he, but honestly, no, I'm saying after I'm saying chance. after Kirk and yeah, before Sam Howell. Well, all I'm saying is let's give this guy a whole chance, like we're doing preseason work, the 17 games, not spot duty here and there, not fourth and 11, 50 seconds to go. Good luck. Right. Not that kind of mess. Okay. This is what the other guy had, and I'm happy for Sam. I'm a Tar Heel. I want him to succeed. But I don't want us at the same time to keep bad-mouthing the guy that actually gave us an enjoyable season last two years. That's why we enjoyed it, or else it would have been really sucky. And one last thing, you know, my husband was a long snapper in high school. I think he can go and do better than what <laughs> Jesus doing. <laughs> now, wouldn't that be a kick? All right, thank you, yeah. Doctor. I appreciate Thanks. you. Love you. As yeah. always, love you too. All right, let's get Big Tony in here. Uh, his Steelers are getting ready. Are they getting ready to be served up? Pittsburgh style with a little coleslaw on the uh, Pamani brothers, uh, or, or are they going to get bounced back and be one and one? How are you, Tom? Well, first of all, what's going on, Big Rooster? How are you, baby? <laughs> <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like a dead duck, man. <laughs> hey, so man, I ain't saying that's Affleck. <laughs> hey, but look at now. I'm, I'm about I'm about to roll into the woods. I'm about to go do some hunting. And be out of the woods by about seven forty-six. Hopefully, out of the shot something, and I'll come back and watch the game. Yeah. But look at Sabah, you drunk? You crazy? <laughs> I mean, Chris, you know I had something to say about Sabah, and then you had to call me personally and tell me not to say what I got to say. Uh, Heineken could not have made those throws. I don't care what no. Just adopt the damn boy. All right, go 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 to his house, and I don't know if the boy's married. You get divorced. You marry the boy. I don't I don't know what the hell's going on here. But, Chris, let me tell you something. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I hear you. I was just laughing. Okay, okay. I, I'm going gi- to gi- give you uh, outside of looking in. Okay. The good things I loved, the good things I loved, you did not quit. Because I was, I, was I was all up on Doc. I was like, dude, you down 21. Yeah. But I always, I, always, I always tell him, you know, until the last double zero, all them zeros come off, then it's fine. Yeah. So, anyway. They hit you with three big shots or two big shots and then that, the other one. So they hit you with two big shots. I was like, okay, but you're moving the ball, you're moving the ball, but they hit you with two big shots. Okay, that's fine. You can you can withstand that. And then they was kept they was they was busting y'all on the corner, but they stopped busting y'all on the corner. Same thing with Arizona. Arizona stopped busting y'all on the corners run, on running the ball. I was like, okay, y'all about to be back in this thing. And then y'all scored and y'all scored. I was like, oh snap, here we go. So I started texting all the little Redskins or Washington. Whatever y'all call yeah. fans, I was like, "Oh, y'all, 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 back in it, dude." And then you turned up the pressure, and you just started doing what you do, Slim. Everybody out here, oh, oh on 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 the web or the worldwide web, they was all like, "Oh, fire Rivera, fire did this, this, that, another." Right? I was like, "Slim, it's the first, it's the first quarter, it's the first half. We got plenty of time." Why are you getting good, as Big John Thompson would always say, why you are getting good, harvest, and the other dude said, harvest your nuts. Yeah, right? Eddie Jordan, right. So when they say, oh, Philly, Philly don't look like Philly. Well, Philly just lost two yeah. coordinators and a bunch of players, but they're still winning, right? Right. So while you're, get, while you're getting good and while you're getting the system down, just keep – now, would you rather be on yeah. two? Yeah, because all no, hell, all absolutely. Hell. <laughs> absolutely. Hey, Tone, I'm out of time. We went, we're way late. Doc's going right, to be baby. in with me tomorrow, so call back and we'll talk about your Steelers uh, tonight. Good luck with your hunting. Good luck uh, with whatever you're going to be shooting, and good luck to your Steelers uh, tomorrow night. Sorry to Roberto, we couldn't get uh, to him. We got to take a final timeout. Come back for a very quick dum dum of the day. It's time for dum dum of the day. All right, a quick one to wrap up the show. Very quick. Stephen A. Smith, Hall of Fame wide receiver Terrell Owens, going at it on Twitter, going at it all over the place all weekend long. Why? Because Stephen A. Smith said in a podcast interview that he hated working with Kellerman. He didn't want to work with him. He thought he sucked. He thought the show was stale, and he wanted to win. So T.O. threatened to expose Stephen A. Smith. And Stephen A. Smith threatened to expose Terrell Owens. And basically, you have two loudmouth carnival barkers, and I'm one of them too, so I feel like I can call both of them, going at it on Twitter and social media, threatening to expose each other. Here, fellas, uh, why, why, don't you, why don't you go in a closet, 
and you can like duct tape each other's mouth and nobody will care. Nobody will care about what politics Terrell Owens played or what Stephen A. Smith allegedly did to Max Kellerman. Nobody should care. There's like 400,000 people that watch these shows in a country of 360 million. Please get lost. Enough. Shut up. And that will wrap it up. Congratulations. You're Chris's dum-dum of the day. Both of them, Stephen A. Smith and Terrell Owens, get the honor today. Coming up, Craig Hoffman. Thanks to Jay Gruden. Thanks to you guys on the phones. Matt Essig doing another good job on the other side of the glass. The DOC will be with us tomorrow afternoon starting at 1 o'clock. Look forward to that. It's also kind of a big day for other reasons that shall kind of go unmentioned, but maybe we'll come up tomorrow. Greg Hoffman coming up next. He'll take you home on a Monday afternoon on a Victory Monday. Adios. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.